0: This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program news analysis, now we bring you a discussion on global initiative to combat online terrorism. The participants are Jitain Kumar Jain, cyber expert and Simran Sodhi, journalist.
1: Today we are discussing the latest development of India joining the global war on online terror. This follow India becoming one of the signatories to the Christchurch call for action which is basically a document which has been signed in Paris on Wednesday to remove extremist and violent online content. Jitain, when you see this latest development which has happened, how significant is this step in dealing with online content or controlling online content?
0: It's a historical step in the governance of internet, especially in the rule-based order in the online world. There is a great context to it. I mean, historical context. You'll have to understand all these things are happening because of the shootings which happened in a mosque in New Zealand and many people lost their lives. In that shooting, the person who had killed... So many people, he had broadcast the entire killings online on Facebook, which was worse. And another worst thing what happened was nobody on the Facebook reported that video. So when it was pointed out to on Facebook that there was a guy who was driving a car with an automatic gun and he was saying that I'm going to kill so many people, why didn't Facebook stop that video? Facebook response to that was we could have stopped it if somebody had pointed it out or somebody had flagged it. So there were so many people who would have seen that video, they never flagged it on Facebook. So there was an outrage on the responsibility of governments. There was an outrage on the responsibility of Facebook. There was a debate that what these technologies bring to the table for the mankind. Are they for good or can they be used by the rogue elements or terrorists for radicalizing people or putting out such sort of violent content. This is important because this happened in New Zealand. But if we look at us from Indian content, from last last 10 years, we have been complaining to these companies about the presence of radical elements, terrorist elements, especially those originating and operating out of Pakistan online. Hafiz Saeed for many years ran his Twitter account. JUD ran their Facebook accounts and we kept complaining to Facebook and Twitter to remove those things and they said, no, that's probably a part of free speech. So there was always a debate that because there is no common definition of terrorism in United Nations, because there is no common agreement and there are differing opinions. What is terrorism for some is freedom struggle for other countries. What is Hate speech or terror speech for some countries. Some countries dream it as free speech. So in that debate, once ISIS took the center stage of terrorism in the world, these Western companies realized that probably time had come to step in and censor the content or curate the content. Before that, they were always running away from the responsibility of any sort of curation or moderation of the content. They said this is not our job. So after ISI has happened, many people were radicalized, people were killed, kidnapped.
1: The Christchurch call for action, which is what we are yeah. calling the document, the movement or the initiative has been led, one, by the French president yeah. and the second is by the New Zealand PM. Yeah. And as you had mentioned, the attack in New Zealand is one of the things that has initiated a global response to <laughs> No, so this think? is
0: basically a trigger for an early announcement now because 90% of the recruitment of ISIS happened online. People realize that there is so much of radicalization, hate speech, terror content is available online. We have to take it down. We just can't stand and watch. So Twitter started taking down those handles in last two years. Facebook did the same. And now they have come to a voluntary conclusion that 26 governments across the world, except US, which is notably absent in this agreement, UK, France, Germany, India, they have all signed this voluntary agreement along with big social media companies like. Google, Facebook, Apple, YouTube and all, we have come to a common conclusion now that we will start removing, moderating, censoring, terror content or any content which radicalizes people available on websites or social media platforms or blog in whatever manner we can.
1: Saying is one thing that you would be able to regulate the content which is there online. But actually regulating it is a very difficult job and especially as we have seen in the case of Facebook also. And we have seen the Facebook owner, he has been called by the US Senate also, there has been a lot of discussion. This is not a new discussion that is happening globally that Facebook has become a monopoly. The content that they put on out has today much more influence than say any of the traditional media newspapers and all do you feel that this poses a greater problem regulating the content.
0: It was difficult five years ago but not today with the evolution of AI and algorithms which are available today. You can use AI to detect pornographic images, to detect violent images, to detect violent actions. AI can actually listen to the audio of a video and put it on a text and decide what sort of content is being spoken about. You have got AI which can be used to translate the same content into several languages across the world. So you don't need 5,000 people from different geographical backgrounds and languages to see and understand a video. AI can do it and once AI knows it, they can flag it down. Facebook is already doing it now. You run a video of a murder, they automatically say that it is an offensive image we might not show. Second, this is a voluntary action and it specifically specifies that there is no debate between free speech and censorship. Governments across the world, this 26 governments on their part, will sensitize people, will run workshops. They understand the fact that censorship is not an answer to the hate speech and terror content. Counter speech is a remedy, but for that, wherever it is required, these companies will cooperate with the government, they will, in a transparent manner, put mechanisms in place, put technology in place to detect, censor and remove such content, which is promoting terrorism and radicalizing the youth.
1: So then in a the debate we always have two different sides and there are people who have constantly said that this interferes somewhere with the freedom of expression or the right to say something which is critical of another party and this can be used as an excuse to censor products. You yourself pointed out that the United States is one of the countries that has not as of today joined this declaration. That could also partly be because in the US the right to freedom of expression is much more exalted than in most of the nations. How do you feel that there should be an understanding which will evolve over time over what is acceptable to everybody that this is something which should be censored?
0: I think US government will come around because most of the US companies which actually host this content like Facebook, Google, YouTube and other search engines they have already signed this declaration. So far as US government is concerned, you'll we'll have to understand that India has been fighting for last 20 years to get a common definition at UN of terrorism agreed upon. We have failed. Countries do not agree on a common definition. Now it is very much important for us because we are the constant victims of terrorism originating out of our neighbourhood especially countries from Pakistan and these people have been using these platforms to radicalize people in our country. Look at what happened in Sri Lanka, look at what happened in Kerala. So we have to understand that this step at least will give some sort of moral authority to government and companies to moderate or censor some content especially in areas like Kashmir or where riots are happening. Second, you also have to understand that US has always had this view about good terrorism and bad terrorism. For 15 years before 9-11 happened, they never admitted that what was happening in Kashmir was terrorism. Once 9-11 happened, once incidents in UK happened in last three years, once incident across Europe happened, they realized that this is not a problem which is happening in the Southern Asia, it will knock your doors very soon in Europe and America. So now they also understand that terrorism, no matter from which part of the world it is operating in, they will use the online platforms to reach different countries which are normally not physically reachable. Last point, I think US says that this is in contravention to our First Amendment. White House statement says that, you know, the best counter to this terror content and hate speech is the counter speech. If that is the case, it is the same country which got 2 lakh handles on Twitter of ISIS delisted. This is the same country which got several thousand pages on Facebook blocked. This is the same country which is today holding inquiries and investigations about their democratic government and elections being influenced by a third country. So they realize the power internet and social media holds to change the minds of people and I'm 100% sure that within few months US government will also come around on this agreement.
1: So then when we talk of issues of controlling the internet or controlling the content on the internet we've also seen that the European nations today are showing a greater willingness to come on board when it comes to just not online terror but terror in general and we've seen that the recent horrific incident that we saw in New Zealand for example has also kind of been a wake-up call to European nations. We will leave the U.S. aside because it is still not quite willing to come on board but do you feel that the fact that today the online medium whether it is Facebook, it is YouTube they are also not really bound by the conventional boundaries of nation states you mentioned Pakistan and Hafiz Said using the internet but what has happened with the internet is the fact that you could have a radical force sitting somewhere in Africa and people in Indonesia could be listening to him and could be getting influenced from that. So what we are seeing is a much more global or one-handed approach to what traditionally used to be a very nation-state issue. But do you feel that Europe and the rest of the world, again excluding the US, today is a little more sensitive to understanding the problem of terror which India has faced and which a lot of countries in this region have faced. And this is one of the reasons why India... Is glad and India has joined what we are calling the Christchurch call for action.
0: Yes, we are very much right. You know, you look at the example of Sri Lanka bombings. The bombers were inspired by the Jakir Naik video which I put on YouTube. Now, any content by Jakir Naik is banned in India, publication is banned, but their videos are available on YouTube. So, one of the voluntary statements in this declaration is that these technical companies will abide by the local national security laws. So, now they have voluntarily said that if a country says that this is a problem in our country, it's a terror content and it might create unrest in our country, they'll comply with it. But then it also opens a window of uh, arbitrariness. For example, the US unilaterally has said that Iranian National Guards are a terror organization. So, tomorrow, if US was to tell Facebook, look, please ban all the accounts of Iran National Guards, I think it will be stupid. Your country's geopolitical view about the main military of another country, you cannot force that opinion on social media platforms. So, governments will have to be very, very careful, very, very judgmental about exercising this declaration. It will hold goods as long as everybody is, you know, taken on board. And there is a unanimous view. The moment you try to put some sort of forceful uh, imposition on any social media company, this agreement or this declaration will fall apart. But whatever be it, this is a very good step especially in controlling terror content on internet, in governing internet and it is very important because for the first time 26 governments have come around. It's not 5 or 7 countries. There are 26 countries and 10 big companies, social media and internet companies which have signed this declaration together.
1: This is one of the issues that will be discussed at length at the G7 summit and the G20 summit which will happen in Osaka. We also see that this is one of the examples where governments and private sector players have come together and Facebook has also committed around 7.5 million dollars yes. to fund research for technology to remove such content. But Once again, there are a lot of questions that are raised when Facebook comes up because Facebook has become very powerful. Facebook is a huge profit-earning venture. We see that the influence that Facebook today wields is, I think, much more than any government or any newspaper, any media organization. Is there a thought process then that, the online content is becoming a much more powerful tool and for the governments, not just Indian government, for governments around the world, this is going to pose a real threat as we go forward.
0: Yes, it is a harsh reality and content is used in many ways as we can think. Parties have been using online platforms for the social media campaigning for winning and, you know, elections. Governments have been using social media for press conferences and making people aware about the public service delivery. You can today on Twitter order milk from Indian railways if you don't get one. You can write complaints to the Prime Minister. Ministers are doing press conferences. So, there is a transparency, there is a bigger platform with social media is offered to the governance for the delivery of services. At the same time, it this same platform in those many ways can be used by terrorists, you know, other entities also to create disturbances. That's a challenge and that is the reason why governments and these companies which are now becoming pseudo-governments of the world, which holds the biggest data empires of the world, they have to work in collaboration with the governments around the world to ensure that internet remains a positive place for the mankind. And this is what uh, the declaration also speaks about, that most of the countries, they are also the members of Global Forum for Cyber expertise and they have signed the Hague Declaration also, which says that we will do everything for the free, open and secure internet. So those things will be there. They will try and remove the terror and hate content so that internet remains a positive place for innovation, at the same time respecting human rights and free speech.
1: As we go forward, how hopeful are you of the fact that the internet will continue to be, as you said, a positive place? Also, how hopeful are you of the fact that a lot of users, including us who use the internet, our personal data is something which will be safe and that will not be used by anyone for use which is not in the right place. What I'm trying to say is how hopeful are you as the internet explodes, as we move forward, that this is actually going to be a positive place.
0: You see, in Europe, they have taken a step with a GDPR, uh, you know, law coming in. So, European data is safe now, they have a legal provision to self- safeguarding data. In India, we do not yet have a data privacy law, which, I mean, I'm sure we shall come in the next session of the parliament. But you have to understand that there is an increasing awareness in the governments that social media companies or internet companies do play a role in keeping the society safe. At the same time, social media companies also know that the governments are now becoming assertive. They will go to any length to implement the rule of law. So, both have realized that before regulations set in, before they are legally bound to do something, it's better to come voluntary on the table and cooperate. This is what happened in Indian elections also. These companies had signed a voluntary code of ethics and they very well knew that if they did not do it, the election commission would have bound them with some guidelines for the legal orders. So, everybody realizes that there is an increasing awareness among governments, companies and civil societies that if they don't do it, I am sure very soon the regulations will come in. So, it's better that you do The things voluntarily.
1: With this, we bring today's discussion to an end. Thank you.
0: You were listening to a discussion on Global Initiative to Combat Online Terrorism. The participants were Jiten Kumar Jain, cyber expert, and Simran Sodhi, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, news.air.nic.in you may email your opinion about this program at arnsdetox at gmail.com.